This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello, and thanks for listening to Obsessed. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw, and your ears are about to be made happy by listening to Kevin Murphy sing the living hell out of some of the best and worst jingles ever written. But first, I have four exciting things to tell you about. The first thing is that my Kickstarter campaign for a comedy and music album called Flawfest was successfully funded. I am incredibly thrilled and very grateful that we get to make these albums. But also, now I don't have to type the word Kickstarter anywhere near as often. I cannot tell you how many tweets I almost sent out advertising my Kickstarter project. The Flawfest comedy show will be recorded in Minneapolis in late September, so more info on that soon. The second thing is Convergence, a big old geek convention in Minnesota, and because of the horrible forward movement of time, it's coming up very soon. This 4th of July weekend, I'll be doing a special Doctor Who episode of Obsessed, a brand new stand-up comedy show about superheroes, and a one-act play with Bill Corbett called My Monster, plus a bunch of panels, signings, and public beer drinkings, so please join me. The third exciting thing is that I'll be a special guest at Connecticon in Connecticut on July 11th through July 14th. I'll be doing a comedy show and an episode of Obsessed with my pals Paul and Storm. The fourth exciting thing is I saw Man of Steel, and since I'm a person who hates buildings, I loved it. I'm being a little sarcastic, but that's probably obvious. Anyway, if you want to keep up with the news on all these events and my heated opinions about summer blockbusters, you can follow me on Twitter or sign up for my fan list by visiting my website at josephscrimshaw.com. Thanks, and enjoy this jingle-riddled episode of Obsessed. Thank you all very much. Thank you for coming to Obsessed. Uh, this episode is all about jingles, commercial jingles, and I am very, very lucky to have here tonight as my uh, actual co-host, Mr. Sam Landman. Hello, everybody. Good to see you. Sam has been on the podcast many times, and he actually won our sidekick challenge, uh, so I've asked him back a couple times to actually be like an actual legitimate co-host. So, Sam, feel free to jump in with questions, thoughts. Great, but I did cheat to be the sidekick. I had shirts that I threw to people. You did. So you did. I had swag, and that's how I won, but that's how I win everything. <laughs> is that how you, you romanced your wife, is throwing yes, as old a matter, rock t-shirts Another time. Like, what, another we time. can just get into that. Okay, so time. the only request that I make of you is that at some point you do Heyo, because I, yes. I appreciate that in any sort of co-host or sidekick. I'll make you wait for it, though. Okay, yeah. I'll make you earn it. <laughs> a nice tantric Heyo. <laughs> Uh, and our guest proper uh, is our writer and performer from Mystery Science Theater 3000 and Rift Tracks and the author of the really awesome book, A Year at the Movies, Mr. Kevin Murphy. Hey. Thank you. Thanks for being here, Kevin. Joseph! It is wonderful to be here on your podcast. Excellent. It's, it, it's a true delight. You are... Uh, bringing back the art of conversation. You are our modern David Susskind. Oh, well, thank you. That's very, very nice. Oh, he just look. insulted you. Because <laughs> I don't know who that guy is. No, I don't. Because David I do. Susskind I... was such an asshole. <laughs> I know, he right? He's really a tool. Before <laughs> that was even a what word. A prick. Oh. He's a prick tool. Yeah. He was a total prick tool. <laughs> God. Okay, so, uh, Kevin, I want to I wanna get in, right into asking you some questions about jingles. Okay. So, why Why have you made... When and why did you make an attachment to commercial jingles? Uh, it started before I was um, literate, I think. I was you know, pre-literate in watching television. I, I think I was one of the first 
uh, generations to be plunked down in front of the television. And then I'd shut up, and then the rest of my uh, family could get on with their lives. And so I started having jingles drilled into my head uh, from television and from the radio from the time I can remember. I mean, they were just always there. And they're incredibly easy. They just, you know, dive into your brain, and they stay there, and they never leave. They are the ultimate earworm. <laughs> yes. So... Um you, you're, you're a musician, right? I mean, you're quite an accomplished musician. I sing, and I pretend to play the guitar. I play with the guitar. As a matter of fact, you'll notice this is a tenor guitar. It only has four strings because it's so much easier than a six-string <laughs> guitar. But you, you play a lot. I've seen you play uh, a mandolin, right? Yep. A yep. ukulele, a, yep. the, the nose face thing that looks like a Hannibal Lecter mask. Yes, I, uh, I am a nose flutist, as a, a matter of A nose flutist, yes. I am a master of the nose flute. Yeah, so have the oh audience seen these? Is the audience familiar with nose flutes? Ever seen a nose flute before? Can you describe okay. that, Kevin, to, to uh, people who are listening to the podcast? It is an odd-looking little plastic device, um, which has sort of a... It looks a little bit like a maybe a scuba breathing apparatus. It's bright blue, isn't it? Or is it mm -hmm. purple? I'm colorblind. I can't tell. It's blue. It's uh, blue, yeah. And uh, it fits over the mouth in this fashion and over the nose, and then you can intone beautiful sounds with it, like Zamfir. Sounds exactly like yes. 8 bit Legend of Zelda. <laughs> it does. <laughs> See, and, I would wow. call that accomplished as a musician. <laughs> well, thank you. I do plan on, uh, in the fall, actually um, making a, um, uh, an album of uh, nose flute covers. Oh, that's great. Could I request a Guns N' Roses song? Yes, you can, as a matter of fact. That would be wonderful. Yes, Excellent. Yes. If you could do Rocket Queen on the nose flute. Rocket <laughs> Queen would be good, yes. Mr. Brownstone would Mr. be good. Mr. Brownstone, yeah. yeah. Well, Fantastic. That would be great, because Mr. Brownstone is all about uh, doing cocaine, so it's yeah. kind of a, it has a nose connection. It fits with, <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, you know, it would be the ultimate rock star to bleed into your nose flute. <laughs> I, I've had the honor of performing at, with Kevin at many places, and, and one of the things I really like is that he has thrown nose flutes out to the crowd. Oh, yeah. Used nose flutes, too. <laughs> I warned them to you know, put it through the dishwasher because it's the best way to sanitize your nose flute, in case you're wondering. Well, what's, what, what's the going rate on nose flutes? How much does that, that, that uh, cost you to get rid of those, so my, many of those? My friend, I buy these things for about $3 a dozen on eBay. Oh, okay. Um, All right. They used to be manufactured in the United States, and now I'm sure it says China on there somewhere. And the thing I love is that the official name of the nose flute, which it says right here on the front, is Humanitone. <laughs> That's the official name. It's very kind. Okay, I think John so, Philip Sousa gave it that name. So I have a question for you. Now that we've established that you are a good musician, do you think jingles are a good thing? Should they exist? Um, I I don't know if I can make that judgment because they are so deep into my head. It's sort of like saying, to, does should language exist? You know, yeah. Jingles are a virus from outer space, and <laughs> you know whether they were there or not, they would be invented, and people would do it because. I want to sell you something. I want to do it in a way that you are never going to forget what it is I'm selling you, and I'm just going to drop this little bomb into your cerebral cortex that you'll never be able to get rid of. Right. So when you're listening to other music that isn't a jingle that's super catchy, yeah. do you think something that has an earworm quality makes it a good song? Well, a good riff, you know, and especially in a rock and roll song, it's a good riff. Even in jazz, you know, riffing is what people remember. Um, lyrics, you know, they fly in and out of my head on pop songs. I don't remember lyrics very well. Okay. Uh, Jane, my spouse, um, knows the lyrics to all the songs. She doesn't know the name of the song or who performed it, <laughs> but she knows the lyrics to all songs. But, but with jingles, I end up 
knowing at least substantially what the lyrics are to the jingle. I never get them quite right, and believe me, you get a bunch of people together to share their remembrances of jingles, and they'll all do it a little bit differently. Like they just made up different things? Well, that's what they remember. It's what, what actually got caught in that drift net there. When I we think were there's also kid. like some jingles aren't, they, there's not great enunciation. I used to work at a museum <laughs> called Mill City Museum that's here in sure. Minneapolis and it's all about the history of flour and General Mills. So we had these TVs that would play jingles that would get stuck in our heads <laughs> and we all thought we knew the lyrics. Right, but no. we all thought they were saying like different things like no. buttermilk, kill your mom. Like it, no, <laughs> Nobody could interpret what was actually being said in the jingle but it was all stuck in our Those heads. Those were the actual lyrics. I know people <laughs> who still work there and they that those are the lyrics. Buttermilk, kill your mom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of mom deaths while, true. while making biscuits. <laughs> well, like the the one that I could even start with this, um, the Ham's beer ad, which we all remember. You know, from the land of sky blue waters comes Whoa. a beer that's best for brewing. Ham's the beer refreshing. Ham's the beer refreshing. Ham. And everybody di- knows different lyrics to this. I think right. they use that jingle in about twelve different ways over the course of twenty-five years. Okay, so this is a this is a great question. You're you're an aficionado of beer as well. So here's my question: Do jingles work for you? Do you drink hams because that jingle is stuck in your head? No, absolutely not. Jingles do not work for me in that way. Jingles, I just can't get rid of them. I I don't even want them in there. <laughs> Honest to God, they're just there. What do you think they're displacing? Um, actual useful information. <laughs> Completely. Excellent. Uh, so since, since you started playing, let's actually just get into some jingle singing and commentary and see what people know. If I, if I can start with just my favorite one. It's Absolutely. a very, very quick one. And you wake up this morning... To Philadelphia brand cream cheese. Thank you. <laughs> Is that true? Yes. That's the entire jingle. Really? It was a 15-second commercial, and it goes, you know, the sun filtered through flowers, and then it comes to a table, and there's the iconic box. That's the whole damn Wow. wow. Are it's you supposed to have second. it, like, after you're coming down from something? Right. <laughs> and you wake up in the morning after a real bender. I think. Yes. <laughs> And okay. it starts with and, you know, like, like a Goo Goo Doll song. Yeah. <laughs> so what were you saying, Sam? I was going to say, I want to define our terms here, just real quick. Because yeah, I got yeah. a feeling I know uh, your, Kevin's take on uh, a jingle. Let's define a jingle. We are not, not talking about what Nike did with the Beatles Revolution, for instance. No. no. I will also add, and let me just make sure this is what you're talking about too, Kevin. Uh, the song that got stuck in my head when I was a kid. You are the sunshine of my life, minute made, minute made. When you're taking a song and completely destroying it by cramming a some sort of message that a client wanted in there, you bought the rights to it. So we're talking about pure from, not from the heart, but... (laughs) Cut from whole cloth. Yes. From the wallet. Okay, so I just want to make sure we're defining our terms here, too, because there's a lot of that giddy-up 409. It's like, what? what? You're using a... Is that Jan and Dean? I don't even know if it's a Beach Boy. Yeah, those those songs that just confuse people because you don't know. Yeah, they co-op. I just want to make sure we're defining our terms, because that's the one thing I thought of before this podcast. Right, yeah, no, I think we're talking about jingles, like back in the day when people were hired to write these earworms. Okay, good. 
So Kevin sent me a list of like five pages of jingles that he knew by heart. And there's there's I just of, went through what was in my head and it was all it was sort of embarrassing it, as it a matter of fact. It was amazing. I I only looked at it today and I posted on social media something like holy god in all caps <laughs> because that was my honest reaction. And so there was some that I knew like the Ham's beer, but there right. were a bunch that I didn't know. So ah. I, I want to ask you to sing some of these because they just delight me. And some of them I don't even know the product. Oh yeah. Uh, so I want to start with Mystery Date. Oh, you! Oh, do some of you know this one? Mystery date. Are you ready for your mystery date? Don't be late. It might be great. Open the door for your mystery date. Will he be a dream? Ah, or a dud? Oh. <laughs> Open the door for your ha mystery date. And with games, I always end it with the tag. Milton Bradley makes the best games in the world. Wow. So this was an advertisement for Halloween the movie, right? I mean... <laughs> I think it was the first board game targeted specifically at pre-adolescent girls. Okay. Yes. So it, that, that was the design is to just get, get young girls to kind of fantasize about who they might date when they get older. You'd spin the die, you'd move your peg, and then the, you'd open this little door in which there was a card that kept changing. And it was either, you know, some guy in like a, uh, a Gene Pitney tuxedo <laughs> or some total douchebag. You got point, <laughs> yeah, you get Poindexter, which looks like Millhouse. Right. I guess. You got the dud. <laughs> you you the... You've played this, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. That's my okay, life, so Kevin. we're going to see how many of these we can get through. I don't know if we can get through them all, but there's one. Okay, he tried, but he couldn't do it. What oh. the fuck is that? You don't Lay's potato chips? Do you guys remember? Let's see. What? He tried, but he couldn't do it. He tried. No, he couldn't do it. He tried. No, he couldn't do it. No one could eat just one. He loved those Lay's potato chips. Lay's potato chips. Thin, crisp, and oh, so light. Those Lay's potato chips. Lay's potato chips. No one could eat just one. Okay, wait, wait. I have a theory that Kevin is making up all these songs on the spot. <laughs> which is, he's talented enough to do that, people. He's pulling the wool over your eyes. He's a human YouTube. You could just like... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Sitting on the toilet. Sing it, Kevin. When I get bored at work, I'm just going to be like, uh, can you do a Carol Burnett sketch for me? Because you just, you got it all in you. Keyboard right? cat, come on. Anything about you. Keyboard cat, anything. Wow, uh, Lay's Potato Chips. No, can you... If you if when you do these songs, can you go? Okay, I was X years old when that came no, out. No, no, no. They're just in there. There's no time or place. It's it's sort of random. Okay. You know. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. So the next one is the Manhandlers. Oh wow. <laughs> Let's see. That was actually Frankie Lane uh, did that song. How do you handle a hungry man? The Manhandlers. <laughs> the Manhandlers. There's more to it than that, but that's the part I love. <laughs> who and they put did, a little bowl whip, bowl whip sound in there. Was it Creed who did that? Was that <laughs> Frankie Lane who did the rawhide? Uh, he did the rawhide theme song. Okay, and he uh, sang the theme to Blazing Saddles. That's probably what he was okay. most famous for. Oh my god! Wow! I just love how how many of these are like still work as like a catchy tune that gets stuck in your head, but kind of exactly. just culturally make no sense. <laughs> no, <laughs> the manhandlers or like that lace potato chip one is like you have OCD. Like you, <laughs> it you was a can of tomato one. glop and sugar that you'd pour on your hamburger and make sloppy joes. That was what oh. the manhandler. Was. Oh, okay. Here's another one that sounds just as a title incredibly negative to me. That would not make me want to buy a product. It sounds like just like a weird bad Dean Martin song. 
everybody doesn't like something. <laughs> I, I don't know the chorus of this, but everybody doesn't like something, but nobody doesn't like Sara Lee. <laughs> Banana cake is one thing proving nobody doesn't like Sara Lee. That was it. And really? that's where nobody doesn't like Sara Lee comes from. Probably that jingle, like that the that root jingle. of that is. Yes, indeed. I love how there were people singing that right along with. Me. Yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be um, tears by the time we're done with this. These, these, memories... yeah. these are all psychic lawn darts. We've all been stuck with them at one time or another. <laughs> and I'm sure everyone in the room remembers Wink, the sassy one. <laughs> Again, another one. It's sort of a jazz structure, and I don't do that. So it's Wink, the sassy one from Canada Dry. Wink. Is so refreshing, man, it's really hip. <laughs> wink has grapefruit sparkle. Take a sip and you'll flip for Wink, the sassy one from Canada Dry. Wink! Oh. Wow. Come on, yes! I, th- I remember wow. I was actually about seven years old, okay? Gemini spaceships are going out in space and the commercials would be Wink, the sassy one <laughs> from Canada Dry. <laughs> Hopefully we won't get nuked. Wink! <laughs> So was that, that that obviously there's no wink soda today, right? I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen the sassy one on any of my <laughs> grocery store shelves. Uh, okay, so uh, you, you already did one hams commercial. Were they all the same? No, there was the one that I was trying to remember. No, I've had beer. No, I've had beer in London. And Singapore and Japan, but a beer is a beer is a beer is a beer until you've tasted hams. Anybody remember that one? Good, thank you yeah. very much. <laughs> Crickets. Yes, uh, but it doesn't seem like God, a good this ad. Is amazing. Yeah. We, it, no, I just, I just. It, he's, he's in awe right now. I'm in awe. I can't totally speak. In awe. I didn't know you were this. I, I really <laughs> didn't know you were this human jingle jukebox. Like. Admired your work from afar, obviously, for, for years. But I'm like, I never knew this side. This and is Sam, amazing. You, you work in copywriting, right? I do. And yeah. I've written jingles that clients will go, pass. <laughs> or they'll write, like, I, I wrote a jingle um, for, I'm not going to say the, the, the client, obviously, but it was, we were trying to do a kid's version of, like, their mascot. Right. And, um, I, it they totally were like did not like it. It was too it was too goofy and, and and weird. And I was just like, yeah, but it's fifteen seconds. It'll get stuck in your head. I did another one for like a contest for a a restaurant, and they were like, yeah, uh, it just seems like you're making fun of him. Like it's a contest about a hamburger. <laughs> like how serious do you want people to take? Can you this? sing one that you wrote? Um, yes. Uh, you. <laughs> Oh uh, God, no! Now I'm the spot. You know, I think about it, but um, I've got one on my phone. I can play it if I find it. So yeah, yeah. Well, I'll ask keep Kevin, going. I'll ask Kevin to do another one. You you pull up your find phone. Find that off. jingle. Yes. Okay, so this is another one that I think is maybe a little culturally dated. Uh huh. <laughs> Sam has left the stage. I think he'll come back. I hope um, so. Meet the swinger. Polaroid Swinger. Oh, I love that. This was, you know, a lot of these came out of the 60s when everything was sort of, they were actually using hip and groovy a lot. And the right. Swinger was a little cheesy plastic Polaroid camera that you could take anywhere. And it took really crappy pictures. But uh, let's see, it's a uh, Meet the Swinger, Polaroid Swinger. Meet the Swinger, Polaroid Swinger. It's more than a camera, it's almost alive. It's only $19.95. Swing it up, yeah, yeah. It says yes, yeah, yeah. Take the shot, yeah, yeah. Count it down, yeah, yeah. Zip it off. <laughs> the Swinger, only $19.95. All right. 
Did they have a key party Polaroid? <laughs> I probably did. <laughs> that would be an adult commercial. Uh, okay, so another another one that grabbed my eye was "My Dog's Better Than Yours." Oh, that's a that's a classic. I, and I but I was working on a um, sort of a, a a romantic version of this because I loved it so much. My dog's better than your dog. My dog's better than yours. My dog's better cause he eats kennel ration. My dog's better than yours. Kennel ration has lots of meat and other really good things. When my mom takes me to the store, she buys a zillion cans or more. My dog's better than your dog. My dog's better than yours. My dog's better cause he eats kennel ration. My dog's better than yours. Kennel ration. So that's exactly that's true. You didn't. Well, they they did it upbeat when they did it. My dog's better than your dog. My dog's better than yours. But those are the lyrics. Those are the lyrics and things. And lots of other good things. Lots of other good things. (laughs) Hey, Kid Rock uses it in his song, so (laughs) why not put it in a jingle? I think that proves my point about the quality of the lyrics. Uh, (laughs) So now that that makes me think about sort of just like. Uh, what the jingles? Are. So obviously they're, they're designed to sell things, mm-hmm. but they're also like selling cultural attitudes. If you're s- walking around saying your dog sucks ass, basically, exactly. Like, yes. do you do you think that that shaped the generation that was getting exposed to a lot of jingles? That they were they were being kind of fed this uh, a very competitive outlook on life. Well, maybe. I mean, there was uh, the same thing with like hot dog commercials and cereals. It was I'm better than you. Because I eat this cereal, you know. There was an Apple Jacks commercial, which was about um, not being bullied. So you'd eat Apple Jacks, and then you could beat the shit out of all the people who were bullying you, which is not necessarily a bad message. But, um, but that was Apple Jacks. Clearly a lie. <laughs> Apple oh, yeah. Jacks. Yeah, yeah. I don't think of that as a badass. No, cereal. All, you, all you'd end up doing, you'd get punched in the stomach, and you'd throw up your Apple Jacks. I think uh, on the cover of Straight Outta Compton, they're eating <laughs> Apple Jacks, right? Like some badass motherfuckers. Put down your Apple Jacks, motherfucker. Uh, but do you feel, I mean, I, I, I think you are a very kind and generous human being, but I mean, do you, did you feel at all affected by that constant sort of air of competition that like everything you buy and own and think about is a one-upmanship game? Well, I grew up uh, um, uh, fifth in uh, a line of six kids, and so anything <laughs> I could do to get a leg up on anybody in my family, I would take. And if it was a TV commercial that did it for me, then that would be just fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, so here, here's another one that seems a little dated to me. <laughs> Who wants a chick who's suffering from sunburn? Oh, that the Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons did this uh, sunburn. Who wants? I, I just remember the chorus. Who wants a chick who's suffering from sunburn? Nupercanal helps fight sunburn. When you're selling a product called Nupercanal, <laughs> you really have to swing it some way or another. <laughs> and it was Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons when they were still really big in like the early. In mid sixties. Wow. Yeah. Was that a successful campaign for them? Do you think? I played all summer on the AM radio stations. You know, WLS in Chicago. It, it would play like every single commercial round. You'd hear this awful goddamn song. 
All right, so Sam has returned. This is not going to be worth the wait, but I'm going to tell. I'm going to. I remembered it because I couldn't find it on my phone. Okay. You can tell when he's happy, cause his tail will be wagging. He's can be the golden dragon. That's well, it. Yeah. Catchy. It's That's it's great. fun. It's goofy. And why know. didn't why didn't people like that? Um, you know, we we actually pitched it. They. I misspoke before because the client never heard that, but I made a little recording of it, and okay. we never got as far as like, "Hey, we pitched it, and we never quite got to the table with it." I could hear CeeLo singing that. Totally. You could tell <laughs> his tail's a wagon. Damn it! I just ripped off crazy. That's why they didn't. <laughs> yeah. It's better than F U. Oh, yeah. Stupid, stupid. That's uh, exactly crazy. Can you? I know that you are a fan and aficionado of Tom Waits. Can you sing your jingle, Sam, as Tom Waits? You can tell when he's happy Cause his tail will be wagging He's can be the golden dragon Oh, that's beautiful! Thank you. Stop. That makes me happy. Can you do Oscar Mayer Wiener song as Tom Waits? <laughs> We should really get back to our guests. No, I, no. I know, but come <laughs> on. together. He'll oh, I wish I was an Oscar my wiener. Wiener. Everyone would be in love with me. Keep going. There would soon be nothing left of me, man. <laughs> uh, what about the OSCAR? Oscar Meyer, Meyer Wiener song. Was that the same one? Uh, no, that's that's my baloney. My baloney, yeah, yes. yeah. My baloney. So it's, not <laughs> it's not my wiener. Has my wiener a has name. a first name, but it's not Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now. That's a, I need something more powerful. <laughs> that's my bad. For a wiener name than Oscar. <laughs> my wiener has a first name. That's right. Oh, you know, baloney's floppy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> my Flat wiener and, only has it a first is. name. is. Come on. No last names. Uh, yes. You don't give your wiener a last name. It's can just you, not can right. Can you do the baloney song as Tom Waits? <laughs> My baloney has a first name. Torsiel. My baloney has a second name. It's M-A-Y-A. Oh, I love to eat it every day. And if you ask me why, I'll say... Oscar Myers away would be O-L-O-G and Good night. All right. Oh, I'm going to need another Surly Furious after that. There's a precedent that's been set down because Tom Waits sued Doritos for an they asked him to do the commercial do really? a jingle for Doritos or whatever someone he said no and then he ended up uh, they got someone who sounded just like him and he sued oh. them and he made millions off of that so you could quite possibly be sued once this <laughs> that would be airs. one of the best times of my life wouldn't it though as long as Tom Waits showed up in the courtroom I too know. I could be like I Tom owe you millions I love you dude <laughs> Tom Waits would sue you for every penny you've made off this podcast <laughs> I want $14. Hey. 
right now. I want all your pennies. I want a Bloody Mary and a beer back. I'll sell like, that. That's one of the things I love about Tom Waits is this singing voice is deep. But then he's got yeah. a little bit of like, you know, oh. Professor Frank from yeah. The Simpsons when he actually he gets some of that rounded ours. I want to sue you about burritos. <laughs> <laughs> He always got there. I'm going to talk to you about it. Uh, That's very good. Everybody oh, has an inner Tom Waits. Yeah, no. Everyone has an inner Mine is only the speaking Tom Waits. Well, he's like Getty Lee. Getty Lee doesn't actually talk like that, but he sings like that. You know, he doesn't talk. How's it going, Joseph? Okay, so, uh, Kevin, I've saved my favorite uh, for the uh, the final, final known jingle that you're going to sing. And the title of this, which I've never heard of, I saw it today, is Let Noxima... Cream your face. <laughs> the first time I heard it, it was this lusty woman singing, Let Noxima cream your face <laughs> so the razor don't. Let Noxima cream your face <laughs> so the razor won't. And then the guy says, Whoo! <laughs> and then he starts doing the shaving like he's stripping. Like his face is stripping. It was very strange. But then there was a second iteration because there was a very popular jingle. And... Uh, <laughs> They had Joe Namath on as the man who was getting his face creamed, and the creamer, <laughs> the creamer was none other than Farrah Fawcett before she was an angel, and she sang it in sort of this very blonde voice. Let Noxima cream your face, so the razor don't. And Joe goes, "Woo!" <laughs> it's very strange. Yes, yeah, man up front is crying over this. It's really disturbing. Yeah, this is a deep part of your own. Memory, isn't it? Your childhood. Has someone creamed your face? <laughs> Against your will? It's a different obsessed podcast, I think. Like fetish it's edition. Really disturbing. It's really but, disturbing. You know, Joe at the time was famous for having different amounts of facial hair and, you know, getting fined by the NFL for wearing a Fu Manchu. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so shaving at one point was a big deal for him, and I think that's why they put it on. And he starts the commercial by saying, I'm Joe Namath, and I'm about to get creamed. <laughs> There were no sexual connotations to this thing at all. Oh, my God. Wow. I, I, I'm about to have white foamy stuff squirted all over my face by a girl. Uh, and then my, it's a simpler time. My really. face I mean, hair is going to strip a off. A simpler, folksier time, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. <laughs> Was, was there was there any product that was like you know let ClearSeal blow a wad in my face or anything? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knew what it meant yet. I, I you know when you're a kid you really don't get the sexual innuendos. They go over your head and hit your parents. Yeah, you know? I, I think that's a difference in generation. That like I think everything from from Gen X, which both Sam and I are, are from, just immediately had that sense of awareness and irony that yeah. like I remember getting in trouble like when I was like three for laughing at inappropriate things on commercials. It's just like irony wasn't invented until Dave Akers, I think. I think the uh, "let me cream on your face" probably helped with the invention <laughs> of irony yeah, yeah. a lot. Okay. Uh, uh, Kevin, is there any other jingles that you want to sing? Oh, uh, there was one that jingles. I thought of that I don't know if anybody's ever heard this besides me. Um, it was for mobile gasoline. Um, and they had a part of the car, the engine called the rocker arm assembly, uh, assembled as a bunch of dancing Irishmen, like the Clancy brothers. And uh, 
It went something like this. We're the Rocker Arm Assembly, Assembly, Assembly. We're the Rocker Arm Assembly and we don't like dirt. But detergent <laughs> gasoline keeps your engine running smooth and clean. So it's mobile, always mobile gasoline. Everybody, we're the Rocker Arm Assembly, Assembly, Assembly. We're the Rocker Arm Assembly we don't like dirt. Really? Woo! And it, were they actual Irish people? That or? was the first Irish song I ever learned, and I'm from an <laughs> Irish family. I knew Danny Boy and the Rocker Arm Assembly. <laughs> that was it. No chieftains? Oh, no, no, uh, God, no. Are you kidding? Well, when I was a kid, Irish music was the Clancy Boys and Tommy Makem. You'd go out in a fisherman's sweater, and everyone would sing in unison. Wow. And you'd have a banjo and a guitar and sing... Hang down your head, Tom Dooley. Hang down your head and cry. And that was Irish music when I was growing up. Yeah, it's a nice upbeat stuff. I have an old Bing Crosby record where he he sings, it's the same old shillelagh my father brought from Ireland. And it's just all about like, well, the beating tradition will continue here in America. (laughs) It's it's true. At that time, the Irish popular music was as um, uh, bad for the Irish as the Italian popular music was for the Italians. Exactly, yeah. The pizza in the eye and the moon in the eye and all the shit in the eye. Okay, so... (laughs) Cream in the eye. A lot of shit in the eye. The schlitz in the eye. Hi-oh. Hi-oh. Yes. He had to cue me. I, I, oh, I completely like, forgot about that. I he was going to forget the high It just came out organically. I couldn't stop myself. I just creamed on that hail. <laughs> okay, so I want, to, I want to make up a few jingles because I know ah, that, okay. that, Kevin, you're super fast. And, and Sam, you're, you're a professional copywriter, so if you have lyric ideas, pitch them in. Oh, but I, want, I came up with a few products that are kind of like, uh, you know, around in our, in our current culture that probably don't have jingles but might have back in the day. Okay. So, Kevin, could you come up with a jingle for the website LinkedIn? Am I alone out there? Can someone give me their business card? I want to link in with you, link in with you. Yay! That was great, because it had all the irony and inappropriateness of classic jingles. Thank I want to link in with you. Uh, okay. So this next one's kind of like this is this is a a, a pet thing for me. I, I I just got a new MacBook and a new uh, iPhone, and mm-hmm. like everything wants to send everything to the cloud. And every time I'm tipsy in a bar, without fail, I will start yelling the fucking cloud because I'm just annoyed. I think it's gonna put everything. Could you do a jingle for the fucking cloud? Everything everywhere, everything everywhere. All the time, everywhere, it's on the fucking cloud. (laughs) That was like, it was like Tom Waits and Cat Stevens had a baby. (laughs) Beautiful. Cat Stevens is a man who would pretty much not like the cloud. (laughs) No, he would not. No, death to the cloud. (laughs) The holy war on the cloud. The holy war on the cloud. (laughs) I don't know. He's like some other. He's Islamic Absolutely. or something. Absolutely. Anyway, that's where like, I was going. Yes. yes. He's like, keep it on your home computer. <laughs> no LinkedIn. Okay. So this is the last one. This is this is something that I think a, a jingle would help to make this more popular than it currently is. Could you create a jingle for the government program called Prism? 
I don't know what PRISM is. That's the NSA spying program. Oh. The one that's, collect- the one that's listening to this podcast, and a bunch of government employees are going, meh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be a very simple one. We're watching. Don't care. We're PRISM. <laughs> I love how it's like it's like a good jingle. It's like it's leaving you you want more. Like the first one you did was like uh, there's more to this. No, that's they should so always much. leave you wanting more. Yeah, it's beautiful. Punchy. Yeah. We're watching. Don't care. We're prison. Prison. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, because it makes people feel like I really shouldn't care about. It's this. fine. Not hey, only did they. Well, say, now I know. Don't have to. Don't have to care. <laughs> but it, it ended on this hanging note of like, eh, it doesn't matter. This yeah. isn't going to resolve. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's nothing you can do. That's the only I, other thing you can ask. I, I'm watching. Just... Please don't care, because there's nothing you can do. We're watching. Please don't care. We're prism. <laughs> I like adding please don't care, because it gives it humanizes the whole process. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it yeah. also ends like the wall. You know, at the end of the wall, right. it just goes, it just stops. Right. And I love it. We're prism. It just stops. It's really? dead. It's like, it, yeah, they're trying to sneak it in. Yeah. By the way, it's us. It's okay. Don't, just don't, we don't care. Yeah. So it's got this, We're this very watching. Modern... Please don't care. We're watching everywhere. We're watching. Please don't care. We're prison. Excellent. Okay, and this is just an inspiration in the moment because I, I like oh I, I like kind of investigating who people are in the podcast. Could you do a jingle to advertise yourself as a human being? Um, He's going to go Calypso. I can tell. He's just gonna, <laughs> straight to Calypso. Well, now that you said that, get, get the eggs out. Yeah. Take a big steaming helping of me. Every morning, a big old bowl full of me. That's enough. I, <laughs> I can't. I can't sell myself. I've never been able to sell myself. You're oh. doing great. You, you're going back to your roots of. It cereal? would be a steaming helping of me and a brimming <laughs> bowlful of me. He totally prismed that one. He just stopped. Yeah. Dead. It was. It was a command. There wasn't any. So if you'd like to, it was like, no, motherfucker, you're gonna get up in the morning. Right. You're gonna come down there. There's gonna be a big heaping. Your apple jacks are gonna be gone. It's just gonna be a big bowl of Kevin Murphy. <laughs> There's only me, so pour on the milk. <laughs> Because I ate all cereal. your Apple Jacks. <laughs> oh, that's like So, Kevin, is there is there any other jingles that you'd like to share or any other thoughts about jingles that you'd like to share? Oh, is there, are there any that I missed? Jane, you heard me doing these earlier. Do you remember anything that, I, that you particularly chuckled at? Um, I'm going to throw in the tiny cigar one. Oh, oh yeah, that's oh, a beautiful one. Let's do, let's do that. Yeah. This was one. Of, they sold small cigars, and... Uh, um, there's this little commercial of this fellow traveling. He had dungarees and uh, a chambray shirt and a little porn star mustache and curly hair and a backpack. And he was like <laughs> going through this dusty border town and pulling out his small cigars. Tijuana Smalls. Ten for the road, baby. For you, baby. You know who you are. Tijuana Smalls. Mellowed like wine, baby, for you, maybe, you know who you are, you know who you are. When he, uh, yes, when he sang that, we were just kind of testing the mics, I was like, is that like a detective show? Tijuana Smalls, P.I.? 
No, it's cig- it's fucking cigars. It's such a suggestion of guilt. It's like a good prism song of you know who you are, you know what you did. Exactly. <laughs> That's the most nonsensical lyrics. I love okay, that one. So I want to ask you guys some uh, some final questions, okay. uh, and then maybe we'll close on one last jingle. But first, the traditional final questions, uh, Kevin. If you could travel in time and rock out with any musician who ever lived, who would you rock out with? Uh, I would rock out uh, with um, Tom Waits from about 10 years ago. Excellent. I would ro- or I would rock out with Los Lobos from the early 80s. Oh, nice. That was a band to rock out with. Awesome. Uh, so, Kevin, what is your favorite color and what does it sound like? Um, my favorite color is green because uh, I can't see it because I'm colorblind. <laughs> but I like the idea of it. In the fall, everything looks green. Um, and I would sing the Rocker Arm Assembly to it. That's what it would sound <laughs> like. That's what it would sound like. Lovely. And uh, Sam, could you ask the traditional final question of yes. Kevin? Kevin, what is happiness? Oh, God. Well, um, let's see. <laughs> Happiness is the taste of Kent. Happiness is the taste of Kent. Happiness is the taste of Kent. Good taste, fine tobacco. That's what happiness is. I think that's a perfect ending. That's our podcast. Thank you very Thank much. You. Good night, everybody. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed.